Hi everyone, I'm Anna Close. And I'm Paul Ciperoni, and this is the Engineering History Podcast. <laughs> if, you're here, if you're ready to hear of our engineering and history collides, then you're at the right show. If you're in here the collides... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Today, we'll be going over three wacky and zany engineering stories. That was already entitled. That was on What Do We Do? Oh, shit. Is it, um, is it the... It's three Three more. Three, three more wacky. More. We have, Maybe it's four through six. It's four through, four through six... We've got so many wacky and so zany many, engineering at stories. At least 12 stories. All right. <laughs> but first, let's give you some background about us. I am a manufacturing engineer at an aerospace company. And I'm a uh, civil engineer focusing on water resources and water quality. Do you want to hear about the wacky and zany engineering or Like, the three stories we'll be going over first. Uh yeah. Well, I mean, yes. No, I do. like, do you want to know like what I'm going to talk about oh, beforehand? No, let's just, just wanna... let's just roll stream of let's consciousness. Let's just roll stream of consciousness. I love it. I love, and that's what we do here at the Engineering History. We podcast. just kind of say shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I Did guess you so. know that the moon landing's fake? <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. Average podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, look that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I can't do a Jamie yeah, impression. No. <laughs> okay. So first, we'll be going over. Um, the engineering behind gaslighting. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not like oh. gas, not like relationship gaslighting, but like actual gaslighting. I feel like I'm getting gaslit right now. <laughs> that's that's what I was going for. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, so, Paul, are you ready? Yes. Wait, sorry, I have a question. <laughs> we haven't even started talking. <laughs> what? I just, I'm wondering how gas lamps and gas lanterns could be of zany or wacky stories. Just listen, and you'll figure it out. <laughs> okay? Fine, Jeez. but I'm coming in skeptical. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, it's not really... It's more zany than wacky. What What defines our zany to wacky ratio? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we can discuss that at the end of the okay, podcast. Okay, yes, I'm ready. There are, there is like, there, there, there are gonna be some wacky ones, and also zany ones, and also zany. Yeah. Okay. What is zany? Like, what does that mean? It means like, like wacky is like that's unusual. Zany mm-hmm. is like. Ah! <laughs> oh, then maybe this isn't either one of them, and I just really loved saying engineering maybe it's a good behind story. gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're getting into it. We're doing it. History of lighting and lamps can be dated back to seventy thousand BC. That's oh a God. little. That's a little wacky. That's zany. <laughs> yeah, um, all you would need is like a hollow rock, or a, like maybe like a shell or something hollow. You could put some moss, like you just coat it in animal fat, and then you'd ignite it. Wait, and, really? Yeah, voila. That's voila. amazing. Yeah, kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and wacky. I wouldn't say it's wacky. It's, it's a little zany. It's not. <laughs> it's just impressive. <laughs> yeah. I, it, this eventually evolves into handheld torches. Right. And then the Greeks in the 7th century created terracotta lamps. Whoa. Yes. These lamps are essentially bowls that have a raised hole in the center. Like, it just, like, imagine, like, a donut. Um, but it's a very tiny hole in the donut instead of, like... So like it's like big, an anti-donut. It's, it's like an a anti- donut-shaped cutout. Yeah, exactly. And you couldn't eat it. You could not eat this lamp. It's like a plateau. No, because it's not edible. <laughs> you can't eat the Plateaus lamp. Plateaus aren't edible either. Okay, well, <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
just trying to get through the story here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making this so hard. You gave me a way easier time. I know. I'm the other I can't say I know. Wrong. I was having fun with it. And I'm having fun with it. I didn't even start the story. This and is you're how I have fun. Questions. This is how my brain works. Oh, I need I'm a enjoying drink. this greatly. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not having as much fun as you are. <laughs> I think maybe it's always going to be harder to be the person telling the story. Mm-hmm. No, you seem to do real. You seem to really enjoy it. That's professionalism. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I just need to get back into the story zone. Sure. So donut, you get you get kind of the the vibe of it, like the look of it. I am, yes. Okay. So there would be olive oil in the hollow portions of the bowl. Ooh. And that would kind of like fuel the wick in the center. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Wicks were most likely made of linen, papyrus, or some kind of plant fiber. Dang. You know, we have a candle going in the studio, I know. right? Like this, if we were like product placing shells, like this would be yeah. a great opportunity. And it's a bamboo one, It's like too. an innovation in wicks. It's like actually yeah. a great fit. It's supposed to, um, I got it at Target. <laughs> it's supposed Please to. Please sponsor us. They're getting that one for free. Yeah. The the bamboo is supposed to make like a, like a crackling sound. So it kind yeah. of sounds like a fireplace and I love it. It's a vibe. Yeah. So not much has been improved in terms of lighting and lamps with the exception of um, candles using beeswax instead of animal fat in the 1500s. Right. Uh, This would let candles smell better and beeswax was an easier material to source as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And torches were also commonly used uh, in in medieval times. Yeah. What about, are we up to the point of like lanterns where it's like, oh, yeah, there? Not yet. We're kind of in the medieval times. Like okay. not much has really evolved in right. terms of of lighting. And we'll, we'll get into the, oh, goes there. <laughs> and for, we, we don't have any like visuals, but yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, like even audio, like, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like Scrooge. Like, yeah, you know? exactly. It's that era. Um, that's around the 18, 17 and 1800s. And we'll get into that very shortly amazing i'm excited um so the way a torch would be lit was you just soak a rag in animal fat and then you just light it on fire at the time did they have vegan torches they did not wow cringe they also didn't have veganism so (laughs) didn't we talk about one time who the first vegan was i think we talked about john snow being a vegetarian yeah i wonder who the first vegan was though that's a good question, but not one for this episode because Technically, I don't know. Technically, <laughs> if you died before you ate anything, you would be a vegan. Technically, my poop can be used as fertilizer. Yes, that is true. Wait, because <laughs> when you're in your mother's womb, don't you get nutrients from her, which is not vegan. So there are no vegans. I guess. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Glad we had this. Can we get back? Yes. Sorry, thank you. Okay, lanterns were used in the medieval times to help deter crime. Especially in, like, nice. populated areas. Love yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, and they also kind of had lanterns. It's not like the Uga was that kind of lantern. It's like... It's like a proto-lantern. Yeah, it's just basically, like, a metal tube that you'd have, like, an opening. And then you just put, like, a candle in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. so not quite, you know. Sure. It's just a really nice candle holder. Is this Europe? Because I feel like, based on most technology, like, China's already at, like, flashlights or yeah, something. Yeah, pretty you know? much. Yeah, they're... <laughs> they just went to the moon mm-hmm. in the 1500s. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's kind of the medieval times, um, and there really wasn't much improvement in terms of lighting until the 18th century. Wow. Wait, sorry. You know my brain. Which one is the 18th century? 1700s. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> okay. 
we'll talk about the co-lamp. And this is the one that I mentioned earlier today where I was like, we just need to do a whole separate podcast because there's one guy I'll talk about. Super interesting. He kind of like, he like pioneered a lot of, uh, well, he, he like pioneered steam engines kind of. I'm hearing a teaser for a future coal lamp episode which is maybe more than a coal lamp episode. coal lamp steam powered engine just specifically this guy right okay so as i mentioned before until the 18th century the primary fuel for lanterns what have you was olive oil beeswax animal fat sometimes whale oil and sometimes vegetable oil yeah for me sort of the classic thing is whale oil like in my yeah. mind like everything runs on whale oil exactly and what are we in whale wars? <laughs> the world is a vampire. Remember when you said we shouldn't drink anymore on the podcast? Dude, I'm not even the one drinking. I know, but whatever. <laughs> I think matter. I'm probably more insufferable than you right now. <laughs> and I'm not drinking, so yeah. it's innate to me. Whatever. These are wacky and zany engineering stories. It's supposed to be fun here. This is a wacky episode. All right. Where, where I lost my... Oh, okay. okay. In the late 18th century, it became more common practice to use coal and natural gas. Right. So in 1792, William Murdoch pioneer, pioneered the use of coal gas by experimenting with a practical system that would be able to distill and distribute coal... Ooh. Coal okay. gas. Excuse me, River. <laughs> I think she just bumped her head. I think she did. She was doing the ear thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes. So, sorry. So William Murdoch was able to experiment with a practical system to distill and distribute coal gas. Beautiful. So this gas would issue from a factory, travel to, from a storage tank to streetlights, homes, churches, office and offices and stores. Wait, so a coal gas? Yeah. How does and that work? I'm so glad you asked that because that is literally my next sentence. <laughs> So let's get into the technical side of this innovation. Nice. So the process of distilling coal gas starts with just heating coal in its solid form, but in a very contained space with no air. Right. So it kind of goes through like a a carbon uh, carbonization process Mm. and releases like a couple of different byproducts, um, coal gas being part of it. And you can kind of like imagine like it's, it's water. Like you can you just kind of try and contain it in either a pipe and then it can be directed towards a storage tank and then from there distributed. But like why is it being a gas better than you just having coal? Well with a gas it's a little bit easier to use it with like like smaller sort of like lanterns and coal I think is mainly it's a little bit more volatile in it's mm. solid form as well. Interesting. Um, a little bit more combustible well coal gas is also very sure. but um it can it's um it's less vol- volatile than just like burning coal interesting yeah okay. um and also this guy murdoch like i said super interesting he kind of helped develop steam power would love to go over him in another podcast beautiful so that's kind of coal lamps love in a, in a nutshell lamp. yes next we have thermo lamps so coal gas was primary the primary use for lighting, um, despite being deemed as unsafe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, in 1799, a patent for using gas distilled from wood emerged. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds mm-hmm. like wood part one. What? Wh- wh- what? <laughs> one of our most. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Joe. Joe. Yes. Joe. <laughs> our buddy Joe. Yeah. 
That was Joe a good... Michelson. Joe Michael and Son. <laughs> Michael and Son. Yeah. Is that like a national brand? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's mostly the Virginia area. Michael and Son. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, great episode. Wood part one and part two. Very good episodes. You guys should go check them out. Despite being very well researched, I didn't remember hearing anything about no. this. No. That's wonderful. You fool, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you fool. We gotta get you back on the podcast to account for your sins. Yeah. I what? I don't know. He was what? even talking about a wood church on his episode yeah, in Oakland, think, so that's yeah. the perfect place to do it, actually. <laughs> Just, what is it? Uh, what is it when you self-flagellate? Yeah, self-flagellate. We have to get him to do that. I, I really don't think he'll do that. <laughs> he wouldn't want him Just to. likely. Okay, okay, so, oh my gosh. Good times. <laughs> Self-flagellation and all. Yeah, well, hopefully. Hey, maybe he's got a little, little integrity. A little... <laughs> We're not, no. We're going to stay on track. Okay. <laughs> what is wrong with us? I don't know. I, I'm actually, I don't know. <laughs> okay. What were we talking about again? We usually record in the morning. I think the coffee uh, vibe, this is an evening uh, recording pod. I think the coffee vibe is very different. Fair enough. All right. So this patent would be referred to as the thermo lamp. Okay. Kind of fun. A little zany. Uh, a little wacky. I'd say it's a little more wacky than zany. That's what I. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's it's, uh, it's non-trivially wacky. Let's say. All right. So this one increasing favor in the public because the distilled <coughs> gas wasn't as dangerous and eventually repl- replaced coal gas and street lighting in Europe and America by the 1920s. Damn. But let's let's go back in time a little bit. Nice. Go All back. Hand, hand motions. I know. We need we need visuals as well, but that's Do okay. We? No. Um, in the 1820s, we're back in time. Sure. Uh, a new form of burner was introduced in which you could control the amount of air emitted to the gas, which would yield a larger or smaller flame. Like throttling it. Yeah. And that's kind of like the ooh goes. Ooh goes. That's sort yeah, of like that time frame. Yeah, because they always twist the little yeah, thingy. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. I specifically remembered there was one Doctor Who episode where they had like gas lanterns and everything in their house. And I just remember Doctor Who like freaking out because it was gas lanterns in a house and they were able to like control the flame and everything and he was like well this place is gonna blow up but i i don't know just hey, looking clearly worked out looking out for the, the little folk i haven't seen the episode maybe they I died can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> it's been a while what if they did a doctor who episode about tragic like workplace accidents or something <laughs> like the <laughs> triangle white coast factory waste coast waste coat factory the which one triangle shirt Waistcoat Factory. Well, is there a Doctor Who episode about workplace? No, I'm just saying, like, that could be a good episode. Oh, nice. You've never heard of it? I've never heard of that, yeah. Oh, God. It was literally just, like, these women were, like, locked in a wood building, and it's, like, producing all these, like, waistcoats. Weskets? Weskets? I think that's how you're supposed to say it. I don't know. Whatever. They were producing, uh, like, some kind of clothing item, Uh and something caught on fire, and since they were all, like, locked in a wood building, they yeah. all sort I of... Mean, yeah, no, that's... Yeah. That's not where you want to be. Damn. No, I guess no. that's why we have fire codes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, we're going to go back in time again. Back from the 1820s? No, I guess we're going to re- go forward in time a little nice. bit. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. In, in the, into the mid-1850s. Can you do your best TARDIS? 
I don't know. I oh, oh, okay. No, I can't. <laughs> that one was pretty good. I need you with the the higher higher vocals. I'll do the low. Like that doesn't sound good at all. Not, I think yeah. just yours originally sounds better. Okay. And it, folks, if you're still with us, thank you. It's gonna get wackier soon. Is it really? Yeah. From okay. The other the other two ones are pretty wacky. I gotta say this whole this whole time hopping thing's a little wacky. I know. In a good way. Okay, mid eighteen fifties. So drilling the first well for petroleum began. Woo! In the mid eighteen fifties. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Distilling petroleum would produce kerosene gas. Beautiful. Which was commonly used in wealthier households. The Brits called it paraffin. Para is oh, and there's paraffin wax too, isn't there? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because paraffin wax is what the kid puts on his boat in it that, like, it eventually oh, gets yeah, a boat, Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And in the movie, the paraffin wax he uses has a little turtle on the logo. Oh, wait, I didn't even notice yeah. that. Blink and you miss it. Damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, extracting kerosene was more viable and sustainable commercially, so it became the new sort of... New, new hot, hot trend. new hot trend, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Were so, they concerned with the environmental impacts at that time? I don't think they were. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they were not, Paul. Probably not. Okay, so just to kind of like go over the timeline a little bit, because we were jumping a little bit back and forth. We do that sometimes. Um, there's a lot of different gas sources, so let's just put them together and figure out what's going on. We have coal gas in the late 1700s, but it's super dangerous, hence why the patent for the thermolamp in 1799. The thermal lamp doesn't really get its footing until later in the 1800s and is primarily used for street lighting. Right. Uh, for home and office and store lighting in the mid-1850s around that time, we have kerosene. Yes. And uh, that's that's it. That's it. There's electrical lighting right after that. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. When you think of kerosene lamps, you know, like the old, like, Victorian and Elizabethan houses with those, like, two lamp like lantern things yeah like, i think so yeah they're like holding it yeah that's the kind of oh, lamp that would use kerosene yeah Dang. so that's that's, crazy. that's the first wacky and zany story wait before you before we go from the gaslighting thing do mm-hmm. you know i'm really asking i don't really know um do you know what like the history of you know how like the term gaslighting is obviously like a term mm-hmm. i feel like i maybe half know the story but i like don't really like what is like where does that come from um, I don't know. Okay. I'd have to assume, and this is just an assumption, like with like a specific burner, you can input more gas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. But I don't know what, why it's associated with like driving women crazy. I feel like it was something to, okay, well, first of all, anyone can speculate. Anyone can be gaslit, not just women. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I know. That was... <laughs> I think I'm being gaslit right now. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> um, no, I guess I I feel like okay. That, well, first of all, like we shouldn't speculate, but shouldn't. I feel like I heard. This is exactly what I said. I did not want to do. We need a Jamie. We really we need, need a Jamie. River, River, pull that shit up. No, like I like okay. I feel like it was like something like you would adjust the gas lamp. <laughs> Bless Ew. you. Ew. Bless you. 
Sorry, River just coughed. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. But um, I feel like it was something like you would adjust the gas lamp and then you would convince the person that you didn't adjust it and you would do it slowly over time to make them think they were going crazy or something. I have no idea where that what what that is. Anyway, well, this is a very Googleable thing. So we will leave that as an exercise to the Yeah, audience. River will do research on that. Yes. <laughs> she won't, though, and so you've just therefore gaslit the audience. I've gaslit River, too. No, (laughs) but okay. What if we learn that we can gaslight animals into being humans? Um, I don't know. Do you want to hear about the second story, though? (laughs) Have you heard of the amphibocycle? Amphibocycle. No, that sounds awesome. (laughs) See, this sounds wacky and zany. (laughs) It's literally what it sounds like. (laughs) Bicycle on water. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Eat your heart out, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I have become God. Yes. <laughs> and oh. ungovernable. Okay, so. That <laughs> should be our first EHP t shirt. I have become God, dot, 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 and, and ungovernable. It's <laughs> just like a little like bicycle on water. <laughs> Dude, just riding a bike. Okay, so actually in modern times, you can find bicycles that work on the water. I believe that, yeah. Yeah, like, do you know? I feel like in every movie that like takes place in New York City there's always like a lake and then you see like the giant yeah, plastic swans yes. that people are biking I know on exa- them wait yeah yeah that's kind of like the modern version of at least one of these inventions yeah, yeah. Yes, sure um yeah i guess in the late 1800s and early 1900s they were really fucking bored and just wanted to like go on water with their bikes that sounds like something they would do in the late 1800s yeah so there was a lot of patents for the amphibious cycle right amphibious cycle (laughs) some of the patents are pretty similar to what you'll see in modern times um others are unhinged love some unhinged (laughs) patents okay so first one we'll just be going over like uh three or four we'll be going over yeah four in total one of them i really like but we'll we'll go over that in a second So, first one, 1869, there was a patent for the land and water velocipede. Velocipede? Yeah. (laughs) Dude, we just don't name things right anymore. I know, I know. Oh, my God. I was going through the uh, the other ones with, like, the other patents, and I'm like, these names are so fucking stupid. But this one, I just couldn't get over. It is so good. That's an innovator. Land and water velocipede. The velocipede. The actual design was not. Not that good. It, it was pretty bad. Some people are good at marketing. Yeah. They're not engineering. So, I mean, I don't know how to describe this other than like, okay, it would allow the user to sit on something resembling a bike. Um, but there were like sort of buoys, triangle buoys on either side of okay. the wheels. Sure. Um, and instead of pedaling, you'd actually use two hand cranks to pull and push. The Bowflex method. Make, yeah, to make the wheel spin. We saw that in uh, Leonardo da Vinci's flying machine, where oh, it's like a yeah. Bowflex that you're kind of doing that with. Yeah. I wonder if this person was inspired by Leonardo's flying machine, and he was just like, I'm not going to be able to figure that out, but I'm going to make the water version. Maybe. I mean, it's anything's possible. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Um, in 1899, there was a patent for George Pinkert's water tricycle. Nice. Less good name, but I know. Sure. The rest of these are not very good with names. Philosophy. I know. That's a man's fucking vehicle. <laughs> probably didn't work. <laughs> no, I'm sure it didn't. Um, yeah. No creative... No creative... 
no creativity here. It was literally just a big-ass tricycle. If it ain't broke, don't <laughs> fix it, you know? Okay, but instead of, like, m- like, like really big, like, metal tires, it was um, sort of pieces of cloth that you would sort of blow up, and then you'd have the wheel and everything. So instead of, like, the spokes, it was uh-huh. cloth to make it more buoyant. See, that's kind of innovative. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it. You're not a fan. No, I'm not a fan. Um, he, George Pinker did try to cross the English Channel on this, um, but halfway into his journey, he had to t- turn back because the currents were incredibly strong. No. He would be pushed out to sea. Yeah. I love that so much. Dude, do we even live in an era where people do that kind of thing anymore? Maybe I'm just not tied in. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, wasn't there one woman who crossed, well, she swam across the English Channel. That's fucking crazy. But she didn't, like, invent a giant bicycle and then was like, I'm just going to do this. She's doing the jock side. Somebody else is doing, like, the nerd side, which yeah. is the engineering approach. Exactly. There are actually, bizarre bizarrely enough, there are modern designs for the water tricycle. That's not bizarre at all. Dude, I want to take a crack at this the way you're talking. But it just doesn't. What? It doesn't sound... Dude, imagine you're fucking biking with the, the homies, and you go by a lake, and you're just like, watch this. And you just go onto the <laughs> lake, and then come back, and you're like, ha, I'm now soaked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drowning. Help me. <laughs> yeah, it actually doesn't It doesn't, doesn't It's just a normal-ass bike, and now I don't know what to do. <laughs> this reminds me of, like, years ago, I had this idea, which is really stupid in retrospect, but it okay. would be like, why is there no vehicle that's sea, land, and space. So, like, you'd be in space, you'd drop into the ocean, you'd become a submarine, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're a pressure vessel the entire way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just an idea I had. It probably is, I'm like Tony Stark's dad, I'm limited by the technology of my time. (laughs) But I could settle for a water bicycle. Okay. Um, Yeah, wow. Moving on, we have the next one where it was... I could have gone pro. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Um, in 1905, we have E.C. Fowler's Bicycle Boat. Okay. Um, I don't know how to describe this one either. It's just like a, a normal bike, but instead of wheels, there are like discs. Okay. Um, that also helped keep the bicycle buoyant. No, wait, I, I can visualize yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm guessing it would help spread out, like distribute the weight. Yeah, although I'm I'm not really sure how the bike isn't sinking. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, he wasn't here. Yeah. <laughs> he drowned. Yeah, he's gone. It's like the Segway thing where like, he died on the Segway. Oh, so sad. <laughs> that, which is not funny, yeah. Okay, so and so when you would pedal it, there would be like, um, it would kickstart a fan beneath the back buoyant wheel thing. Okay. Um, and it's just like a shitty ass tiny little fan. It's like... Oh. <laughs> It's like two pathetic tiddlywinks of fan. fan. Yeah, <laughs> not like the best idea. My favorite one is the is the famous patent in 1869 called the paddle wheel. The paddle wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think this is the one that I mentioned. You can like kind of still see today. Yeah, the modern configuration. So this patent had the paddle wheels design. It was heavily influenced by boat instead of bicycles. Yeah. And basically, you just have a very large, sometimes ornate boat with two seats Mm -hmm. um, or multiple seats. Oh, yeah. The front seat is where the steering is, and it's also where you're pedaling to make the boat move. Yes. Um, Other seats are for passengers to just sit and relax, enjoy the view. 
It sounds like they nailed it with Pretend this one. to be God. <laughs> you could. Yeah. Isn't this where, like, people famously, like... I'd, actually, this is probably not true. I was thinking, like, propose to each other. But really, it's like, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, like, when you get into a swan boat with someone? Oh. Like, it I, would be weird if you got into a swan boat with someone and you weren't dating. Yeah. I don't know. I've or seen, married. there's, like, a funny video of it's, like, two homies holding hands in a swan Love boat. That. Love <laughs> yeah. that. But how do you know they're not just gay? No. Oh. <laughs> I guess you don't. You just got to trust the caption. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the thing with Buster from Arthur? He's like, you really think someone would tell lies on the internet? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> they wouldn't. Okay, the last one is kind of, I don't know, I had a lot of fun with this. Okay. The last one is Churchill's Pressure Egg. Churchill's Pressure Egg. Okay. Yeah. Wait, before you get started, yeah. can I just say, I have a real sort of... Um, Call it mental model of Winston. I'm assuming this is Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Yeah. No, it's Frank. Frank Churchill? <laughs> yeah. His estranged cousin. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't forget my mate, cousin. <laughs> Can I get a pack of shiggies? <laughs> God bless the queen and God whatnot. Bless the queen. I don't yeah. know. What's, what's your Winston Churchill impression like? <laughs> that's pretty good. I want cigarettes. That's actually that's not bad at all. Did he, he smoked cigars though. He didn't smoke cigarettes. Cigars, and he drank heavily. He did. He, was he did. Not we a went very over in man. the in the Project Habakkuk episode. We yes. went over uh, his alcoholism and how like that one famous joke. Do you remember? Mm, no, but I. Do you remember what the joke was? The joke was like, he's at a party. The, the, everyone's heard the first half of the story. Sorry if folks have seen that episode. This is a repeat. But, like, everyone's heard the first half of the story, which is like, he's at a party, and uh, somebody walks up to him, and she's like, Winston, you're drunk. And he's like, Madam, I'm, Madam, uh, you're ugly, and tomorrow I'll be sober. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, and then she said, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 which is like the way so funnier funny. punchline, which yeah. nobody's ever heard. <laughs> uh, but anyway, sorry. I, all that to say, my impression of Winston Churchill is uh, since that episode and now given no doubt the, the engineering marvels you're about mm-hmm. to wow us with, I, I have an impression of him as a weirdly almost open-minded guy when it comes to the, the, the sciences. Um. Yeah, I did. I When researching this, it didn't really, there wasn't like a lot of indication on what his thought process was behind this. It was more just focusing around why it had to be built. But he was, I I would assume, based off of like just it being built, that he was okay with it. I mean, I I guess I'm also just basing this off, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm also basing this off of like Habakkuk. You know, he was a giant Habakkuk fan. And Habakkuk yeah. is a zany idea, folks, it if you is. haven't heard the episode. You will hear the Winston Churchill story in that episode. Yeah. So you'll – but you don't – you can skip that part. Yeah, you can But the rest of the episode want, yeah. is, yeah, it's Winston Churchill being interested by the stuff. Very fun. Very fun. Very jolly fellow, dare <laughs> I say. Yeah. Too bad he drank a lot. Look, a lot of people drink a lot. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> I think at that time, I've been, I, I told you I was listening to, folks, uh, Engineering History Podcast pod recommendation incoming. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this podcast, you maybe have heard of this podcast already. I think it's the most popular history podcast. Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. Excellent podcast, even though it's run by a couple of Brits. <laughs> uh, batting with a handicap, but they have one <laughs> on the turmoil that was British politics in the 70s. 
an incredibly just fascinating podcast series. Could yes. not recommend it enough. And one of the things they mentioned is that the negotiations, like, everybody's just slosh for the negotiations like, all the time. <laughs> they did what they called the liquid lunch where you just oh go in. You, just, you have a bottle of wine for lunch. Like, oh that's, like, God, your yeah. work day, like, during the week. <laughs> Wasn't there one guy in Parliament? He would be like, stupid, stupid, stupid. There was. It was like one of the prime ministers would, like, physically, like, whack his head. <laughs> I don't know if it was prime ministers. It was, like, a super high-up government official. He'd just whack his head and say, like, stupid. Like, like he'd be in the meeting, and he'd, like, be visibly frustrated, just go, like, gah, 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 gah. <laughs> Oh, my God. These people are running a country. They're running a country. I mean, they're British. I just assume that's how all British people actually <laughs> at all times. If we ever if we ever do, like, a, a co-podcast episode with, like, another, yeah, pe- like, and they're British, we have to apologize. <laughs> Why would we apologize for saying the truth? <laughs> oh, my God. It was so mean. I, um... Another part I really like about that podcast series, folks, seriously, go check it out. But one of the parts I really like is when I believe the princess in England, she or gets like carjacked. Princess Anne or someone's Princess daughter. Anne. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Princess Anne. She, no, she gets – she there was an attempted kidnapping. Attempted kidnapping. Exactly. And <laughs> they like opened her door and they were like, get uh, get in our van. She's like, I bloody well won't. Or what, what did she say? She was like, not bloody likely. Oh. <laughs> Love that. That is just, I, yeah. Look, I, I can't <laughs> pretend to hate that. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, who could hate that? Exactly. Anyway. All right. Back to Churchill's long egg. <laughs> <laughs> the long egg name. Any ta- this, uh, this is all I could think of was the right. long egg meme this entire time. For folks who aren't, maybe you should tell what the long egg meme is. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's just like an egg that looks super long. It's just a really long egg. <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid. There's but... like, like your long egg name. Mm-hmm. There's that meme. And it's like long, 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 long egg, 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 egg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like pick the letter... Or and then that's your first name and pick the number, but all of the options just result in long, long egg. egg. Yeah, that's your long egg name. Okay, so Churchill. Love that guy. <laughs> not super well. Personal friends of ours. Yeah. Um. Always. Not super well known for taking care of his health. Sure. You know, he would drink and smoke, and yeah. um, he would often get pneumonia. <laughs> Look, that happens. That happens, right? <laughs> if you live in in Britain, you're Great Britain. It's yeah, gonna that's happen. Yeah, like a monthly thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. There was a, allegedly he possibly could have had a heart attack in 1941 in the White House. The engineering conspiracy podcast sounds like it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, these health conditions made it more difficult to travel, especially when traveling abroad. Right. Um, it didn't help that Churchill also oh. refused to take phone calls from world leaders and preferred to have meetings in person he would hate teleworking he would not be a zoom guy yeah he would be like one of those guys like you know uh full-time back in the office and then nobody would work for him he'd be like if you don't come back you're fucking fired yeah probably dude he i don't know if probably not him but did you ever see that video of that guy like this is maybe not appropriate for the podcast Mm -hmm. but (laughs) that guy at the beginning of covid he was like a member of parliament i want to say from argentina and he didn't realize his camera was on on Zoom. And he's, like, he has, like, a very, like, a young woman, like, <gasps> on his lap. And they're doing, like, sexually inappropriate oh things. Oh, my God. Like, during some, like, parliament meeting. And they're just, like, your camera's on. And he's just, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I think I heard. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's I a really bad heard. look. It's bad yeah. form, if mm-hmm. anything. It's bad form. Bad form. 
Okay, so Churchill's personal doctor. Crazy story, by the way. Sure. Yeah, I I would I I do remember hearing something about that. That wouldn't be Winston Churchill, but that would be a lot of people at this time. That would time. be a lot of. Yeah. Maybe it would. I don't. I don't actually know that. I much couldn't about see Winston him doing that. Right? Didn't he have like a wife or something? Yeah, but I could see him, like going into the office despite COVID. Oh yeah, well, pfft. yeah, of course. That's <laughs> Winston Churchill. Yeah. Okay, so Churchill's personal doctor knew that every time he flew, he would be subjected to lower levels of oxygen in his blood. Sure. And this, his concern was that it would impact Churchill's already weakened heart. Wait, would that even be true though? Because did they have pressurized cabins at this time? They did not. Not really. really? No. I'm How about did they to fly internationally. I I was about to. I'm I'm gonna go. You're gonna get there. You're gonna get there. We're, we're of the same mind. We're the same. We're synced up. We are. And our periods are, too. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. Did yours come two days ago? It did. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, we oh, must be synced up. Here we are. Anyways, moving on. Um, so nowadays it seems strange, but little was known about pressurization in airplanes. Well, that doesn't seem that strange. Yeah, I guess not. Um, none of the planes Churchill flew were pressurized that in. that is strange yeah so as a result they had to fly below eight thousand feet damn that's got to be long as shit that flight oh my god mm-hmm. yeah i mean so if there was an emergency or something and they had to avoid like an obstacle then they could go over eight thousand feet for but for the most part it was under eight thousand I mean, how many obstacles are eight thousand feet high yeah not not much <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i don't know Okay, so a team of engineers at the Institute of Aviation Medicine came up with a solution. Okay. Just a long egg. <laughs> a long egg. Okay, well, okay, no, it's not, it's more than that. So they created a pressurized container called the Churchill Egg that could fit one person and be carried onto a plane. Wait, like you go inside the yeah. egg? Yeah! <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah, oh my God. So, it's like a little Churchill pod. I know, it's like he's all comfy cozy all wrapped up in his little sweater and just like <laughs> rolled like a burrito so in a blanket. Fun. Yeah. I, I love, this is wacky and <laughs> I just want to like put him in this little egg and be like, there you go, night night time. <laughs> we'll see you at the end of the flight flight. <laughs> it's gonna be like, I, I, if Churchill, well, if anyone actually ever found out that Churchill, like, used this, which he never did. He never, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's spoilers, but like, oh, that's gotta be so demoralizing. That's a tough to, like, thing. Yeah, like, your prime minister has to use an egg I to know. transport. That would be brutal. Yeah. I thought it was just gonna be like a mask or something. No, that's, it was literally no, it's an like egg. A whole thing. <laughs> Dude, yeah. knowing Churchill, there'd be like the brandy slots where you yeah, know, there <laughs> actually were. What? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm just gonna stop talking. <laughs> I know. Okay, so if the airplane started traveling at a higher altitude, Churchill could get inside and wait it out. Uh-huh. Um, the egg was designed so that Churchill could still have all the luxuries he was accustomed to, such as, you know, um, smoking. <laughs> um, How do you smoke in this thing? I don't know. <laughs> There were, like, little drink holders as well. And there was an intercom he could use to communicate with his staff outside of the egg. This is my favorite thing we've ever covered on the podcast. <laughs> like, by I a just, big margin. I just, the entire time I was, re- like, researching this, I just imagined him pressing the intercom. And he's like, and he's just like, uh, uh, fuck. We that. shall fight them in the streets. <laughs> yeah, we'll fight them where the fuck we want. Yes, that's that's a direct quote, actually. I'd like a ciggy. <laughs> Anyone got a ciggy? <laughs> just 
Oh my god, it was so uh, just unhinged. I love. <laughs> why would so, you have cup holders? <laughs> also, who is like? What? Why is this someone's like research project? <laughs> like, who is funding? Is Churchill funding this? No, no, no. It was it was um the Institute of Aviation Medicine. So it was an institute. Defund them immediately. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if they're spending their money on shit like this. Oh my god, it's god. so. I, I love this. I know it's so good. Words. Yeah. Okay. So if you're a visual learner, like I, I am, am, I yeah. am too. So the way that this this like capsule egg thing it's literally just a long egg it's a long egg it's just so and it's long and wide enough so churchill could lay in it so it's right. pretty massive so is it built spe- first of all body shaming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, is it <laughs> but is it, is it built specifically for Churchill? yeah pretty much I love yeah. oh my god <laughs> um it was uh also made out of aluminum Nice. You mean aluminium? Aluminium? No, I don't. I mean yeah. aluminum. Good. <laughs> There's no like extra I in aluminum yeah. that makes it aluminium. I hate how they do that. They don't even it's like. So, yeah. There's, no, uh, yeah. Anyway. There's nothing there to make it aluminium. Yeah. Get it together. Anyways, um, there was also two front-facing windows for Churchill to look out of. Nice. And I just imagine, like, he's just laying down like like a pharaoh with, like, his arms crossed, and he's sure. just, like, watching people just, like, it's walk like, back and forth. They have no clue he's there. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know there's a guy in this thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, unfortunately, this long egg never got off the ground. Damn. Pun intended. Um, it was What too- is the pun? Got off the ground, like, in an airplane, like, off the ground. Oh, nice. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> so it never got off the ground. Um, it was just too large and too heavy to carry onto Churchill's private plane. So I'm body shaming. It was never fine. used. <laughs> what? what the, how about you just fucking walk around your they should start, walk around the city, Churchill? Okay. For there's so many reasons that this should not have been made, mm-hmm. but. If they had any sense whatsoever, they start with toddlers, right? <laughs> and then they skate. It's called minimum viable product. People. Oh, my God. I'm just saying you don't start with Winston Churchill. You just also make sure that there's no air coming in. Yes. A hundred percent. Also, I guess it's not really necessary, right? Because it's like you like the the point is just that he has pneumonia, right? So that's why he has a hard time. And, and a weak heart, too. Theoretically, toddlers would not have that. No. You make it uh, soundproof, so if they're whining and complaining. Oh, my God. We should invent that now. We should just have, like, a little, you know, the um, backpacks with the, like, the cutouts in them for, like, cats, like a cat yes. window. Make one for toddlers. I've seen those. Those exist. What? Yeah. Wait, I was joking. Well, I mean, they're not enclosed. Oh, Wait, what are you talking about? There's like little kid backpacks where they're riding. It's like a sling almost. No, no, no. I'm saying a backpack to put your kid in. Mm, with right. The little so they're window. like enclosed. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Um. So that's all I got for three wacky and zany engineering stories. I got to be honest on it. I We really kind of ramped up the wacky <laughs> and zaniness as we went. <laughs> In an amazing way. That was that was maybe our wackiest and zaniest thing we've ever talked about. Yeah. What was your wacky and zany one? We did uh, Turnspit Dogs, Glow in the Dark Cats. Yes. And, uh, oh, Ooh. the guy who uh, invented oh, the thing, the automatic relay to... To fuck with his neighbor. To fuck with his neighbor's wife. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I think... My episode also ramped up in zaniness because we went from electric switchboard to, like, glow-in-the-dark cats fighting HIV. (laughs) (laughs) 
In my D&D world, there will be glow-in-the-dark cats. <laughs> I think in my D&D world, um, there will be several Winston Churchills. <laughs> long eggs. And, and they're all going to be in long eggs. Oh, my God. That's so great. Man, I really enjoyed doing the research for this, but not as much as I enjoy researching for fantasy engineering. Well, Anna, what's fantasy engineering? It's a podcast we're working on. We were a little late on the due date, but we'll be dropping it next Sunday afternoon, and it'll be coming out um, the first Sunday of every month. It's just basically going over different fantasy worlds, sort of like the engineering going on in their world and how it could relate to the real world. That's amazing. Have we revealed what sort of fantasy world and subject we're doing? Yes, Avatar The Last Airbender is going to be the first first season. That's a topical topic, considering the popularity of the series. Yes. Um, And that will be a separate podcast feed, but we'll drop links and everything. Yay! Amazing. Well, Anna, thank you for the wackiness. Well, thank you for listening. You're welcome. Uh, I, I mean, you didn't really have a choice. Yeah, I was kind of trapped. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, folks. Appreciate your, your time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.